Casual Gaming with Brett and Jace. We are a Geelong-based gaming podcast. Usually we played some games, talk talk about how badly we played them. But we haven't uh, done that for a while. We haven't. We need to... We're off our game, so to speak. Games, literally. <laughs> we are. I mean, we're not. We just... It hasn't been the, the topic of choice. No. No, we might have to rectify that. Maybe we should play some games tomorrow. Let's do that. Okay, deal. All right. All right, cool. It's a day. Uh, ooh, hubba hubba. Uh, so, first of all, it's been a hell of a day at, w- at work today. So, this is probably going to be a very delirious chat. So, I mean, let's just lock that in straight away. So, you can, I can, I've got a scapegoat basically. All right, we're setting expectations at an all time low. That's it. And <laughs> that's, uh, it's lower than normal for us. Let's just anyway. put the bar on the floor. <laughs> and yeah. Uh, but what we're going to do today, just a, a bit of a sort of catch up, hobbies, hobbies done, TVs watched, you know, just a general chat. We haven't done one of those for a little while. And I've been doing a lot of watching. Not a lot, not a lot of hobbying, but I've been doing a lot of watching. Yeah, so. I keep asking if I'm allowed to join in, and the wife says no. So, yeah. Just. I mean, you take what you can get. That's, uh, <laughs> That's what she said. Uh, what sort of hobby purchases, hobby work, hobby stuff have you done? I have been relatively well behaved on the purchase front, I think. He says. That's a shame. Combing the, or I'm kind of, I'm triple checking that as I've said it. Um, I think. I mean, I did go in, I think it was final days uh, for, there was a Kickstarter for Blood Bowl pitches, like 3D printable Blood Bowl pitches. Yes, I did see those. Yeah, I, I, I got all of the emails about, you know, it's happening and it's there and we've reached these stretch goals and final days and last chance and last mm-hmm. 12, and that last kind of, you know, last chance email finally got me in. Um, <laughs> Do it now or miss out. Yeah, it was one of those. And the thing that tipped me over the line is like, I don't need Blood Bowl pitches. I, mm. I, I don't. I I also specifically don't need Blood Bowl 7's pitches. Um, no, true. We have some of those incidentally on sale now at our website. However, they had 7's versions of all the pitches. Um. And it was not expensive and I, I had to yellow it. It was apparently the thing I must do. Um, so <laughs> Some of those were really interesting designs too. I wasn't sure, like, I wasn't sold 100% on, on backing it myself Yeah, and then just passing you the files, but obviously I didn't need to do that. <sighs> but the, the Lizardman pitch is like a pyramid 3d it's like pyramid is actual it? temple like it's yeah it, it's each of the squares is kind of stepped up towards yes. the middle which i, I kind of it was cool i don't know how 
practical it's going to be. But it but looks cool. Absolutely looks cool. Um, yeah, I was pretty on board with that. Um, so definitely back to that one. He says doing a little bit more of a scan. Oh, no, I did go a bit silly. All right. Um, That's the Jace we know. There, there we go. Well, <laughs> and this isn't my fault. All right. So I really, really like Tester's Dull Coat uh, as a varnish. It gives a great finish. It kind of just somehow improves my paint schemes. Um, it, it does all of the right things. It comes in an itty-bitty can, but you only use a fraction of it, and it actually lasts surprisingly long. Uh, I've never had an issue frosting with frosting or anything like that. I've sprayed in stupid conditions that should not work and that just works all of the time. And so I was running a little bit low, and I went to buy some, and I realized that Rust-Oleum that make it have stopped making it. Okay. And I panicked a little bit. And then I proceeded to check all of the available suppliers and stockists and wholesalers and everything. And everybody was out. And then I found one little Australian store that had stock left. They no longer have stock um, because I bought all of it. Um, so I now have a, a surplus of Tester's Dull Coat and that was, that was me happy for a while. So, you know, I spent a, a significant amount on, on varnish, but, you know, it was important. Uh, the second tragedy I, I discovered was I had, um, I really, I've, I've been using the Broken Toad, um, sable brushes for a little bit now and i really really like them they're similar to the the raphael's that i liked a little bit cheaper i can get them from the local hobby shop which is nice um but i was kind of a convert and i was kind of i was using them and i'd gone through a couple because i've been treating them like ass um and i'm like oh shit i better this are starting to look a little bit tatty i'll, I'll get another one out of stock and I, I spoke to Rich and he's like, nah, I can't, I can't get them. I don't know what's going on. And I tried all of the suppliers and I've tried directly and everywhere out of stock. You can buy their not sable ones that aren't as nice. You can buy the flat ones that are not the right shape. Um, and then I found somewhere that had stock. And so you bought them all? I, I they no longer have stock. Um, <laughs> uh, since a theme. Um, in between there, I was desperately trying to just find other brushes that I wanted to use. So I tried some Rosemary & Co. ones. I bought some of them. Not bad. They're not as nice. So I, you know, I have a few there that I've been plugging away with and just trying out. Um, but now I have fresh Broken Toad size 1 brushes and what 30 of them or no nah, they didn't have, they only had like <laughs> four um so that was that was all right but i mean it was still 100 odd bucks worth of brushes um this is was, this is panic buying at the greatest <laughs> oh my toilet paper i didn't bother with that that wasn't an issue but <laughs> if my varnish goes out of stock uh yeah no it was that, that was a thing so they've been the major kind of actual purchases of, of physical things um the other thing i did get a little bit silly with um uh patreon and 
Well, I really liked the the Torchlight Chaos Dwarves that they brought out recently, and they've been bringing out some pretty cool stuff. So I just I, I jumped on and became a, a Patreon of, of Torchlight, and I really liked the Punga stuff that they've been, the Night Dodges, the recent Goblin Files were really nice. Um, so I, I kind of became a Patreon of, of Punga. And then... Um, Brute Fun, who has been a sculptor for a little yep. bit. He's done some of the nicest big guys that I've seen. So good. Um, has I was just... actually, yeah, I was searching through his models this morning. Yeah, they are possibly my favourite. Um, and he's really keen on sticking to the Blood Bowl aesthetic but doing his own little kind of take on on stuff. But it, it's they're very they're clearly Blood Bowl models, and I actually really like that. Mm-hmm. Um, and even the ones where he's done kind of a themed team, they're still very Blood Bowly. Um, I I really dig it. Um, super super nice quality. Um, and I'd had kind of one or two of his models before and, and printed them, and they'd been glorious. Um, but he started a Patreon recently, um, and as part of his kind of ground or starting of that he basically said right for the first however many people that that uh become a patreon at this level i'll also give you all of my back catalog so now i'm also a patreon of brute fun um Mm -hmm. and i have been going a little bit silly so um yeah that's that's been the purchase side of of life that's that's it's a fair effort yeah i'll pay that Look, it started off with I don't think I'd bought anything. I'm not sure how we ended up here. <laughs> yes. uh, no, no, no. I bought nothing. Oh, by the way, look at all my shit. This is this what is happens. This is, how, this is how the conversation with my wife goes when she's like, um, is that new? And I'm like, no. Oh, wait. No, it is. Um, I mean, no. <laughs> are, you, are you agreeing? <laughs> like, it's, the answer to that question is always, no, I've had this for ages. Yeah, just, about? I've just never opened it. It's still in shrimp. Um, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I found it in the back of the cupboard. Yeah. Silly, silly man. But, yeah, so purchase-wise, that's, that's about it? I think so. Have we got any advance on that? No? No, I think, I think that's it. Okay. I'm scanning the room, but I think that's it. Uh, yeah. I think uh, we, I believe we talked last episode about how many bloody Blood Bowl teams you've painted up in the last five seconds. Any advance since then? So, look, advances since then, I started, I did half of the, the Wood Elves. Mm-hmm. Um, I was powering through them. I got a little bit stuck on how to make a couple of the models look more interesting. They just kind of looked a little bit too brown for me because, well, they're all tree spirits. Mm-hmm. Um, so they're all trees and they looked very brown and I got a little bit bored with them. So I've got to go back and, and do that right. But then we had this apostrophe. Um, so I had an epiphany and thought for Thoughtless mm-hmm. Ball 3, we will, um, you know, I might, Given it's a sevens team, this it's like seven models. It's it's an easy one, right? Yeah. Uh, it's not massively expensive. It's not massively time consuming. Hey, let's do a like a, a random door prize for a Blood Bowl sevens team. That'd be fun. 
And I just backed the the Brute Fund Patreon and he just released an amazing looking necromantic horror team. Um, so all, all convenient. The stars aligned. Um, <laughs> I checked with him. He had no issue with me giving him away. He, um, even without a merchant license, he's like, nah, cool. If you do it at a surprise, go nuts. Um, so I've printed out a a sevens team, a necromantic horror sevens team for them. And my time has basically been for the last week or so slowly getting them up to speed because they're a giveaway. So I don't want to, I don't want to just smash through them. Now, a couple of things on this that uh, that I want to talk about. First of all, uh, giveaway, obviously. So it's a door prize. If you are coming to Thoughtless Bowl 3, which we are still, what, just shy of two months away from Mm -hmm. and we're already pretty much at half capacity which is fantastic and i know a couple other people that are coming they say they're coming but they have not paid yet get involved get in in and grab your ticket details on our website on our facebook page Uh, but if you are coming you get an entry Mm-hmm. And if you are painting up your team for Thoughtless Bowl 3, brand new, haven't been painted before, you get an extra entry. So what we want to see is we want to see a lot of new Thoughtless Bowl 3, even themed. Yeah. <laughs> Donuts, but, right? Yeah. But yeah, I, I literally I want to see on that events page, I want to see people painting stuff. I want to see people sort of building things and, and getting excited and, and showing off what's happening and what they're going to bring and, and all that kind of stuff. It just kind of adds to the extra, the atmosphere. Yeah. Um, so that's kind of the dream behind it. So you do that and we'll give you a second entry. So show up and then paint seven models between now and November. Now, you've probably seen pictures of Jace's painting too, but I have seen a crazy cat lady Malifaux team that you painted and gave away as a door prize for a Malifaux tournament that you ran way back when. And my God, they were fantastic. So this is no pressure at all, but this is absolutely (laughs) going to be an amazing team to look at and something that everybody is going to want to win. That's the hope. And it's always, these are the ones I put the the most pressure on, to be fair. You're always, you know, they're the ones I'm always most nervous about. So uh, they invariably take longer than they should. Excellent. Excellent. Good to hear. Uh, any advance on that? Nah, look, they are they are pretty much the, the hobby time. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I threw some contrast at some wood elves. Um, I did organize, actually speaking of contrast, we'll just mention it now. Yeah. Um, I did organize a bit of a paint session type deal uh, at Through the Dice. Uh, we're very much informally referring to it as a class. Um, but I it was kind of off the back of I, I've been having a, a real play with contrast play, paints at recently and think there's a lot of potential and people get stuck on the the just smash it on approach and and i'm done so i just i thought i'd i'd throw a bit of a session at throw the dice um and bring some paints along and basically you know give people a few other hopefully a few other ideas on how to use contrast and, and other stuff you can do with them that isn't just 
you know, Gracie, whatever it is, primer and, and smashing on one thick coat and hoping it does the rest. Um, so just some options. It should be fun. It's it very, you know, informal. It's going to be very, you know, any paint level friendly and we're just going to try some stuff and, and smash some paint on a model and, and hopefully pick up a few hints and tips. Mm-hmm. Details for that are on the Throw the Dice Facebook it. group. It's October yep. the 7th, which is a Friday from memory. Yeah, so Rich normally runs a hobby night on a Friday night, so we're just seconding one of them. Um, and, uh, yeah, apparently I get to run the place. Excellent. Any cost involved? Uh, 20 bucks, I think, Rich is okay. charging. Yep. Um, and then, yeah, we'll just see who's keen and who's going, and we'll go from there. Excellent. And this could be the first of many. I uh, I just work here. <laughs> well, hobby wise, um, I haven't done anything since we last spoke because I finished off those those wood elves for my team, and I was happy with that. And I had thoughts and plans to paint more, but time and motivation has not been there. So we have ideas on the back burner, and I've got plans of what to do and how to do it but we haven't started so moving on purchases um i've mainly just bought some dice got the wood elf dice you got a little bit of a frenzy with dice you got a little bit excited that's no that's about normal for me isn't it uh so i got the wood elf dice and because i'm playing wood elves it just seemed like the thing to do and then because I'm using Elven Union bodies for my Wood Elf team with Harlequin heads from 40K, I bought the Elven Union dice when they came out because they were does, really nice. Does this mean you need Harlequin dice? No, I don't like the 40K dice. Have you seen all the 40K dice they've been putting out? Because they've been churning out heaps of them. They're nah. very plain. Very plain. One solid colour with a different colour for the pips and a average-looking icon on the 6, I believe. But I haven't been tempted to pick up any of those. Interesting. Yeah. It's, no. it's a really fine line with dice, making them good to look at and good to use. Mm. It's such a tricky path to tread. You either make them really, really pretty and fucking unreadable or boring but easy to read. Um, you know, it's, it's hard. Yeah, we've, we've been doing a little bit of work on, on dice recently and more work to come. Uh, but then after that, after the Elven Union dice, they redid the Snotling dice. They did. They made them so much nicer. Oh, they're beautiful. They're, they're, they're like a neon green with purple it's like pure joker colors and i have the old snotling dice the kind of puke brownie green no they're 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 nice they're in front of me at the moment they're sort of a yeah they're a clear you know see-through dark green not dark green but yeah like almost yeah a brownie green with purple numbering Mm-hmm. So they're not bad dice at all. They just weren't quite as jokerish as I would like my dice to be. Yeah. So incidentally, uh, I am selling the old 
It's not like dice. <laughs> <laughs> we will see if anybody wants them. Uh, I did pick up as well. I picked up the Chaos Chosen Blood Bowl team, um, mm. and I did place an order for another team today, which will most likely, when we finish the, the current league of Thoughtless Sevens, we will start up a new league because that's what we do. And I'm already pretty sold on what team I'm going to play. So I just, which I already own, but I wanted to do different models for. So I've ordered that <laughs> because reasons, you know, what do you do when you have enough Blood Bowl teams? You buy different versions of them. Anyway. I mean, <laughs> you haven't quite collected them all, right? I haven't. I haven't gone full Pokemon. Uh, I'm sort of sitting at. I mean, I it's know. a high percentage. It's a, well. It's yeah, top fifty percent definitely. Uh, incidentally, what I wanted to ask you too is, did you read? There was a post on the Bonehead Discord about the like a leak from GW, taking I it with a grain of salt. Did, but I also, yeah. But if Chaos Dwarves, like they said, are the next team, I am excited about that. I will be very curious to see what they do. Yeah. I, uh, yeah. I, I'd be surprised if they went two full teams of Legend. I don't know. what I'm trying to work out what else they've got to release. Um, well, if they don't go teams of Legend, they've got to go brand new. Have don't we know. got, have we got boxes for all of the current teams. I mean, apart from the mixed ones, right? The Renegades and stuff like that. Yeah. Um, and even, you know, Old World Alliance, they did have a box for that for, for a while. And Underworlds. So, yeah, there there are models for every team. So the option is, and, and what's the last couple of teams they've done? They've done um, Norse previously. Mm-hmm. Yep. Team of Legend. Corn, uh, which was a redone sort of. Yeah, I mean, effi- effectively, GW never actually had rules for corn, but we yeah, do now. Corn demons have been a third-party team for quite some time, and then uh, what was it before that? Mm, Snotlings, yes, so which Snotling. is another kind of newish, newish, yes. So if they don't go another team of legend, and, and what have they got left? They've got high elves, vampires, dwarves, vampires. God, I want them to do vampires. But tomb only kings? because tomb kings. I only want them to do vampires, so I've got an excuse to buy that bloody uh, animal vampire team with the bats. They look so cute. <laughs> uh, but I want to wait until the rules are there. Yeah, because they will totally introduce another position. Mm. Um, so, yeah, so this was that that rumor that Amazons have been held up because they want to include them in Blood Bowl 3, um, but they are also trying to get Chaos Dwarves crammed in there for release and stuff, and that's where all the focus has been. Um, I don't know. I Yeah, I mean, the post went into the fact that the Amazons have been delayed because they were actually unplayable. In the form yeah, that they were, which, you know, just, I mean, the, it talked about each Amazon position had like a animal spirit 
which involved oh, they... rolling dice and and you know slowing yeah. the game down considerably. So, which I mean, plausibly G Dub. Mm-hmm. Um, if there's one thing they like, it's adding some extra extra charts and accounting. Yes. Um, but I don't know. No, I, I, don't I don't know that they, I don't think that they would have gone into that much. You would detail. think that they would have play tested that part of it before committing to the models. So, yeah, we will see. Yeah, we'll see. Um, either way, it's been a long time since they were uh, announced, and they are still not here. No, and we've only had Norse this year, so yeah. it's the longer that. It takes for the Amazons. Either they skip them and then bring them out when they're when they're finally ready, but it seems likely that we're only going to get Amazons this year. That'd be disappointing. No other team. Sure, uh, nah, they've got to do a rapid fire release. Uh, give, give us give us a one two punch. Um, <laughs> Come on, hit us, hit us. They've been yeah. delayed because they're doing all of the teams of legend. Yes. Put them all out at once. That would be just, just full multiple. Highly stupid business decision, but God, I'd love it. Just watch the grab as everyone buys one of every box. Well, that's that like, that's the dream for for them. But then it's, you know, okay, well, I've only got X amount of money this month for hobby. Which one do I get? Those sort of people, but but leaning straight into Christmas, suddenly there's there's <laughs> options. Well, that's the thing. They've got to put out something before Christmas so that there's an excuse for things for people to buy me. Yeah. Anyway, that that's that's it for purchases from me. Uh, the only th- other thing I have been, I mean, it was Father's Day a couple of weeks ago. Twas. Twas. Did you get spoiled? I did actually. It was lovely. Um, yeah. I mean, I knew I knew some of it was coming, and this is not really the the right podcast for it, right? Well, I kind of, but so as a kid, was never allowed to have them. Uh, so this, this is some historic context here, right? You they got were a the crossbow? thing. No, I was allowed to have yeah. one of those. Okay, cool. Um, that was just dangerous, not expensive. Um, Incidentally, so, I did know a kid in grade seven with a crossbow. I don't think I actually got a crossbow. I had been yeah. regular every day. But anyway, um, just longbow, not a problem. No. But crossbow, that was going too far. Um, anyway, no, this was just expensive and, and ridiculous, not uh, dangerous per se. Um <laughs> They were infinitely cool and I wasn't allowed to have them. And then I got to be old enough to make my own life decisions and my own purchases and things. And I purchased a pair of Reebok pumps Uh, and I wore them (laughs) daily for, I reckon, two years. And they were possibly the most comfortable pair of shoes I have ever owned to this day. I don't know if it was just pure nostalgia I was walking on, but they were they were glorious. There was no breaking period. There was no, oh, these are a bit tight for the first couple of weeks. No, it was you put them on, you walk on clouds. That, that's basically <laughs> the thing, right? But I, I destroyed You have to build them. your own clouds. I destroyed that pair of shoes. Um, anyway. 
I just wore them to death. Uh, and then they kind of they they do they kind of just stop making them, and then they reissue them in weird colors and stuff. Um, but they have reissued them uh, in a color that isn't completely hideous and my wife realized that I was probably due for a new pair of kicks and <laughs> after much international shopping and just hoping sizes aligned um yeah I, I got me some pumps again so I am I am walking on clouds yeah, excellent uh, I got I must admit I yeah I don't I don't put too much. You know, what's the word? Not faith, but yeah. As long as as long as I get like a, a handmade card from the kids, whether it's birthday, Christmas, whatever it is, that's that's all like I ask that, for. That is legitimately. So the only disappointing thing out of all of this is I am yet to receive anything with macaroni glued to it. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's the dream, right? That is the bar. Um, I'm so pretty all of sure these I have one. Um, all, the, all of these things are wonderful, but no macaroni. But yeah, so as long as I get cards, I'm happy. But I, I actually got something incredible for Father's Day. So you know, blew it out of the park, and it's it's interesting. It's one of those fake Lego where you send away a picture. And it comes back with 7,000 pieces that you have to put together. It's not far off that number. But, uh, yeah, so I've got a Lego picture of my two kids, which I am currently building. It's got like six plates, each with 1,024 pieces on them. And I am about halfway through the fifth one. And it's coming together and it looks really good. It just, it looks so much like them and I got to work out what I'm going to, how I'm going to display it once I'm all done. But that was my father's day present. So I've been working on that considerably. The, the only issue is that it is not Lego. It is fake Lego, right? Mm -hmm. So the Lego art piece, you, you've seen my Joker one that I've done, right? They are all circles flat circles that you put down yes. and they form the art piece. Yeah. These are not flat. They are basically one square thin Lego pieces that you press mm-hmm. in with the little round bump. Yeah. So after doing a couple of lines, <laughs> your thumbs hurt like the buggery because it's just pressing these things in and sometimes they don't quite go in straight and then you've got to redo it and push harder to make sure it gets in and and so it's not one I can finish quickly (laughs) simply because it would kill me I'd have blisters on my fingers or something but uh, I am loving it I'm loving doing it and I'm loving how it's looking so that is that is glorious on so many levels Mm -hmm. Mainly because of the ideas it's giving me on Christmas presents for other people. Excellent. Because not only would I get to dictate what the image is, <laughs> um, but I get to give them pain as part yes. of that. And they have to do it, right? Yeah. It's a gift. <laughs> there's, um, no, there's no taking that back to a shop. No, this is oh, – yeah, no. <laughs> no, not with the pictures. I'm, I mean, this is from the guy who did – 
give all of his family personalized calendars one year where every month was a photo of me in some kind of themed dress up. Um, depending <laughs> on, I did, I did a Christmas and an Easter and a, you know, whatever else, St. Patrick's day and all that kind of jazz. It was glorious. Um, every single one of my family members got that. I'm pretty sure mum still got a couple of copies. <laughs> <laughs> oh dear. But yeah, that's effectively hobby purchases, all that sort of stuff. Uh, you've been playing anything on the Xbox? I mean, we are only playing Blood Bowl one night a week at the moment, right? That is not enough Blood Bowl in my life. Um, so, full disclaimer: the the league is every fortnight. Yeah, so I know, but you go in you go in on the off week and you play a game with somebody else um, that you don't get to play normally, and I get to try out some different teams or you know run a couple more demo games. There's there's heaps of options, right? Um, so it's been weekly yeah. blah blah. Um, play games each fortnight, but you know, um, but that's not enough. So about the only thing I've actually played on the Xbox is. Blood Bowl. Um, and it's about now that I'm kind of regretting that I didn't get into the the beta for Blood Bowl 3. I I have a love-hate with, with beta programs. I hate I hate them. That's why I didn't yes. do it. But I, I, other people have something I don't now. Um, it's the dice cup situation all over again. Um, yeah, I mean... I, I am itching for Blood Bowl 3 to come out. I really want to see it. I really want to play it. I want to own it and hold it in my hands. Uh, so I want it. I just, I, I want it done. I want it good. Yeah. Make it, make it right. Just put it out. Give it to me. Put it in me. Um, give it. So, no, I, and I mean, so, and the, this kind of came from, I finished the Nurgle team I was painting up and, was kind of keen to, to give them a run, but again, between league games and other stuff, I didn't really have a chance. So I thought I'll just I'll just bust them out on the Xbox where it works out disturbing presence for me, and it mm-hmm. remembers foul appearance for me, and that'll be a good little little warm up. So I've been playing a little bit with the Nurgle, but yeah, that's that is legitimately the only Xbox I've done. Ah, that's fair. I've only done a little bit. I did. Um... Just a couple of games on the Game Pass. So I uh, played Road 96, which is a bit of a sort of storyline, you know, choose your path type thing. That your answers will affect the storyline, that sort of game, which wasn't too bad. But the one I got addicted to was was a game called Tinykin, which was kind of similar to the old um, Overlord games from way back when where you had like an army of gremlins following you around doing what you told them to do a similar way of playing except it's not you know you're not being an evil overlord and and doing killing sheep and things like that that you did in that old game uh this one you just have lots of tiny little creatures going around and some of them will form bridges and some of them will explode on things and some of them will conduct electricity it was just it was a really cute game and i finished that even getting every bloody piece of pollen on every you got, level you got you got all of them it happened i got all of them it happened one of the levels had 1600 on there and i was stuck at 1599 for so long 
couple of sessions going, where the hell is this last piece? Because, yeah, it was the last achievement I needed. <laughs> but that's that's it from me. Um, we Apart from that, we've obviously been playing in the league for Blood Bowl. We should do an episode on that. We're bit about a bit of a almost, league update. Yeah. yeah almost halfway through, maybe after the game five, we'll, we'll do an episode. I reckon after um, Monday night, I'm going to be pretty pumped to talk yeah. about Blood Bowl. So let's... Excellent. Let's aim for that. Um, what are we, 35 minutes in? Do we want to have a quick break? Chuck some music in? Right. Yeah, let's we'll come do back, that. Talk viewings. Let's view things. A long ass fucking time ago in a town called Kickapoo They lived a humble family, religious through and through But yay, there was a black sheep, and he knew just what to do His name was young JP, and he refused to step in line A vision he did see of fucking rocking all the time He wrote a tasty jam, and all the planets did align The dragon's balls were blazing And I stepped into his cave Then I sliced his fucking cockles With a long and shiny blade Twas I who fucked the dragon Fuck a lysing, fuck a loo And if you try to fuck with me Then I shall fuck you too Gotta get it on in the party zone I got to shoot a load in the party zone Gotta lick a toad in the party zone Pog Forum. Remember Pog? <laughs> Remember Alf? He's back in Pog Forum. Uh, so, seeing as I've done a bit of TV watching mm-hmm. and a couple of movies, I thought we'd just give a bit of a rundown of those, see if there's anything worth watching. Gee, have you been watching any TV? Look, bits and pieces. I've been dabbling across a few things. Sticking the so, toe in, seeing what the weather's yeah, like. Yeah. How, how much does it this really tickle tickle the pickle? Mm-hmm. Um, so that's what she said. Yeah. Um. <laughs> uh, no. Disappointed. Anyway. Um. So, uh, where to start? Where to start? Where to start? So, I mean, I have dipped my toe into. I mean, the, the one that I am firmly and happily in is She-Hulk at the moment. Yes. Yes. So what are we, four or five episodes in? Something like that. Yeah. yeah. All right. Continue. Uh, we, uh, 
And shall we make this less about She-Hulk and more about Madison with one Y and one I and not what you think? <laughs> so, I mean, I, I really like the fact that Marvel are playing with genre, that they're playing with audience, that, like that they are, they're not just doing the same thing. They're not just mm-hmm. reinstating same theme, same game, same. It's not the same formula, right? Um, they're, they're really taking different directors and, and doing different stuff and they're aiming for different audiences. And sometimes those audiences are not me looking at you, Ms. Marvel. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I really have been, I mean, they're lighthearted episodes. They it are. is almost more sitcom-y than so a, a lot of other stuff, right? Um, but I, I've really been finding them fun. I've been finding the, I mean, without without spoiling, um, I, I really am enjoying the regular person finding himself in this situation and not necessarily taking to it like a duck to order yep. uh, and, and wanting to be a superhero refreshing i am uh enjoying the i'm still trying to get along with my normal life niceness i I, I like i'm enjoying that um i'm enjoying not just and this is a comic throwback right but deadpool is not the only one that does fourth wall breaks turns out exactly exactly she hulk has done them many times for such a long way and i'm enjoying not just that from the show when they're when they're actually doing that, but the awareness of the writers to the audience reactions that they are seeing. Um, and I'm I am really enjoying like when I say I'm enjoying, I am frustrated with humanity when they drop something like She-Hulk and we see the entitled white middle-class America just stereotype react that the way that they do. And my faith in humanity is lost. And then I see the next episode, a reaction to that in the script or in the production. And it just warms the cockles of my heart. (laughs) Uh, And it's this real awareness of, of what's going on in the environment. And it's kind of a, yeah, we know this is, a, a vocal part of the audience and this is not for them regards. Uh, I, I dig it so much. So I'm, I'm enjoying them sticking the finger to the, uh, the conservative entitled. Mm-hmm. I I am loving it. Like Madison was, was a standout for me. The magician in the episode that Madison was in. Glorious. Um, he's from Entourage. And so I loved him, loved the way he, he played a very similar sort of style character, but just loved him. And yeah, obviously the relationship between Madison and, and uh, Wong is. Wong? <laughs> Wong is. <laughs> it's the best. Yeah. I, I like, I'm, I'm enjoying the, the and, and I know, you know, it, it's kind of easy to throw in cameos, but I'm kind of enjoying them. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm digging it. I, I like some of the the um, throwback one-liners and things that were, again, awareness when you had um, 
what's his face, the the abomination mm-hmm. alter ego whose name is not important. Um, Tim Ross. You know, <laughs> thank you. That's um, not his alter ego, that's the actor. Yeah, but yeah. that guy. Um, yeah. And they, they were doing that whole episode and, and you had uh, the Bruce Battle line of being like, oh, I know when I fought him I was literally a different person. <laughs> Yes. giggles like it took so long for that penny to drop and then it did and oh oh such awareness i i dig it i love it i'm really enjoying it and it's it's they're not too long they're just sort of just right sort of morsels to yeah and yet the you're right the cameos have been great so you know hulk abomination wong we've talked about um the next one I'm pretty sure it's the next episode. I'm itching for that. I'm, yeah, it's, it is just, it's bite-sized Marvel and it's lighthearted and it's just, it is a a weekly little bundle of joy. I get to, I mean, I'm frustrated (laughs) that it's weekly, um, but beyond that, happy days. No, but I, as I, even just the the Miami Vice style bloody logo ward, yes. like I enjoy, <laughs> like that kind of retro throwback deal. Um, yeah, I I don't. I mean, could the CGI be better? Probably. Um, do I care? No, I don't. No. <laughs> um, it's you know, we're not here for an action blockbuster. We're here for fun, and I I'm really curious to see where they take MCU mm-hmm. uh, and how they start or whether they start rolling a lot of these characters in. Um, you know, there's, yeah, I, I think potentially we're talking about the same thing. There was a bit of a spoiler in the last or a teaser in the last episode. Yes. 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 Right at the end. And um, just from looking up at the number of episodes we're up to, uh, so we're, at, we're five episodes into a nine episode mm. series. The picture on IMDb for episode six is set. I hadn't, I hadn't checked, but there have mm. been, but I mean, there have also been, you know, actors coming out and saying that they're they're doing some work, mm-hmm. um, and you know, the talk of it being more than just a, a cameo is, yep. is delicious. Yes. Um, so yeah, no, I, I think it's, I think it's great. I, I'm really enjoying where they're taking it. I want to see how they start rolling all these things in together. Um, the but- one thing I really want to say, and I'm just going to say it now so that I can refer back to it later is the humor is just spot on. Like mm-hmm. there's humor there and it's, it's, I mean, it's solid humor. It's, it's a comedy show really, but it's not over the top. No. Okay, cool. I've said that. I will come back to that later. Okay. Mm-hmm. Carry on. Um, no, that. So, I mean, that is the first one. Thoroughly recommend. It is very enjoyable. Uh, do so. Let's talk about other things that are getting similar reactions, but I, I've kind of dabbled in. So, mm-hmm. I started watching um, the Rings of Power. That's the Lord of the Rings one. The Lord of the Rings yep. one. How many episodes uh, did you do? Three so okay. far. I tapped out at two. I've look. I'm not. I'm not not enjoying it. I'm just not hooked. It's, but also, I'm not massively surprised by that. No, 
I mean, it is a very, very pretty show. Don't mm. get me wrong. It is glorious to look at. The storyline, I don't know, it wasn't enough to get me. So. No. And, you know, it, it's funny because there's a lot of people complaining about the, um, you know, the the storyline and the fact it does depart from the thing. But it feels very Tolkien-y in that it is very political and it's mm-hmm. very slow and there's stuff happening, but I don't kind of care. And this is my memory of reading Lord of the Rings, right? There's an entire chapter about some fucking teacup in there somewhere. Um <laughs> It's, it is not an easy read. It is a slog and it's because there is so much detail and there is so much, you know, political intrigue and and, and diplomacy and all this kind of shit. And this really does pick up on that. It's gorgeous. I like the origin stories that we're starting to see from characters and all that kind of jazz. Um, But I'm just not sure that I care. Okay. Is there? So we'll see. It's also one that, the wife has zero interest in. So uh, as as the prime holder of the remote in this household, if she's not keen, my opportunity is uh, less than than frequent. <laughs> um, so, yeah, we'll see. I mean, that, that's the same way I watch The Mandalorian. She's like, I'm not watching this. So I had to kind of sneak episodes <laughs> once I got interested. Um, so, I'll, look, I'll probably still dabble through it. I like it. I, I, I dig where they're going don't care that they have black owls um it, it does actually doesn't affect anything um so you know i'm also enjoying the fact that i they've produced something that doesn't um you know cater to the prejudice of white middle class males Excellent. <laughs> <laughs> he says he says as a white middle class male um but I, I thoroughly enjoy that but yeah look i just it hasn't grabbed me um i'll probably keep plugging away just when I get, no, yep. I don't have anything else to do, but that's about it. Yep, that's fair. Then if we move on from Rings of Power TV-wise, the only other one I've really uh, started slowly working through is Sandman. Okay. So I am a number of episodes into that. Um, it's, look, I, I'm enjoying it. The, the moral of the story, I I'm not uh, I haven't read the the comics uh, or, or the graphic novels. I'm not familiar with the the storyline or what's going on. So it's been kind of nice just mm-hmm. starting from scratch and not having any idea where this is going and what's happening. Um, I I like the premise. I like the. It, it's one of those shows that it, it's like each episode is its own little chapter it's not they're all tied together but they're kind of different they kind of like they're they're just not in the same way that something like love death and robots is a different thing every episode it's clearly joined it's continued but they just all feel a little different and i kind of dig it yep um i don't know how to explain that any better um Look, Sandman was was one that both excited and terrified me because I am a huge fan, absolutely huge fan. You know, I've been considering a Sandman tattoo for years. I have all the books, and there are eleven books in the main storyline, 
and you can see when you get to the end, you can see the seeds of what happens right back at the start. Like Neil Gaiman is a fantastic writer. He always has been. His, his stuff's just amazing. And I was worried that they wouldn't be able to do it justice. Mm-hmm. And they have deviated from the books mm-hmm. ever so slightly. So there are uh, there are things in there that aren't in the books, but add a little bit more to the to the storyline. And there are things that have changed, which have you know, as you say, angered those people that we really don't care if they get angered yeah. or not. Um, you know, Lucifer is now a woman. Uh, Lucia, how dare we? Yeah. Is now a woman. Um, God, there was another uh, Joanna Constantine. Uh, that was John Constantine. Who I'm thoroughly enjoying as a character, yes. by the way. Yeah, she is fantastic, and it, and is. that's that's probably more a DC thing because DC obviously owns the rights to John, mm-hmm. um, and he has been portrayed on screen quite well in the past. Mm-hmm. Uh, not thinking Keanu. I'm thinking the other gentleman, Matt, the English guy that's played it in Legends of Tomorrow. Yeah. Uh, so that's probably more because of that, because Gaiman doesn't own the rights to, to John. But also, yeah. I mean, DC are doing another Keanu. Yeah. So yeah. Yeah, they're holding on to that one. Yeah. Um, as they, as they were. Oh, look, it's, uh, I loved it. I binged it as much as I could. The 10 episodes, the first five are the first book. The mm-hmm. second five are the second book. And then two weeks after they dropped all 10 episodes, they dropped an 11th episode, which mm-hmm. is two stories, each a, not, a, not a book, but like an individual comic, basically. And they're two, two great stories that don't need to be, they flesh out the idea behind everything, but they don't mm-hmm. need to be part of an overall story or a five part story or whatever it needs to be. So, um, yeah, just, I loved it. Look, I yeah. binged it and I am eager for more. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I, I found it, as I said, not coming from, from any real background knowledge. Um, I didn't know what to expect. I kind of, I've enjoyed the, the kind of, darkness of it mm-hmm. I, i've enjoyed uh i mean i did get annoyed by what's his face the raven voice um yeah that was yep. just that was that was probably the worst casting choice they've made um uh so i mean but beyond that it's been like i find all I, i'm actually finding the casting really really nice mm-hmm. uh, joanna constantine case in point right there um i think it touches on enough like you can see neil gaiman in it you can yeah. see like they're not scared to touch on really hard topics, but mm-hmm. they're not doing it distastefully and they're not lingering on them. Yes. They're kind of just giving you little tiny bits of going, hey, here's real life and real life sometimes a bit shit, yeah. um, but there's it moves no, along with the story. Yeah, there's no better example of that in uh, in the series, but the second part of episode 11. Because the original story was written way back when, and there are deeply disturbing parts in that mm-hmm. story, which are hinted at 
mm-hmm. in the show, but never outright said. Yeah. So, well, I mean, and again, trying trying not to give too many spoilers, but I've just finished the episode where we're introduced to death. Mm-hmm. Yep. And so you're again, yeah. But again, it was such a tasteful but real kind of mm. casting, bang on again. But I actually really enjoyed that approach to, to the whole character, to, to everything. That was it was glorious. Yeah. Um, it and was. It yeah, didn't shy away changes. from. Little yeah. changes in that story too. Just the the changes that they've done to most of the stories are for the better. The kid with the soccer ball mm-hmm. in that is a lot younger in the comics. He is a kid. Yeah. So, you know, those sort of changes really don't take away anything from the story, but also don't, you know, hit as hard I, as... No, I, and I feel like there is there is potential to complain here because they are reducing the impact of of something, right? But equally, when we go from something that is a book to mm-hmm. something that is live action, if you do it well, you increase the impact anyway. Yeah. Because all of a sudden, it is not an image on a page; it is a real person that you're seeing in front of you. So I feel like in some of those instances, they've they've probably kept the same impact, but they've reduced, maybe taken you know steps away from the book mm-hmm. to mean that they because if you had have just replicated, the impact's actually worse. Yep. In in a live action as well, so. No, I, I like it. And I mean, it's still an R rating. Um, it's not like they're, they're going real light. They're not PGing this year. No, no, they're not. Uh, yeah, so it's been, it's been good. It's been, it's been a fun thing to, to discover and, and to try out and, and just to see, see what it is. It's, you know, a bit of a, a departure from, you know, any of your regular everyday series based on a book. <sighs> I'm really interested to see the reactions. I mean, this is assuming that, I mean, it's going to get picked up again for season two. Netflix have done it with this one. But if we're going five episodes to a book, yeah, that's 55 episodes. That's a fair time. If we get to the end, I'm really interested to see what people's reactions are. Hmm. I mean, I suppose the challenge is how often do we get all the way through? Yeah. I mean. Whether they skip some of the books or not, I'm not too sure. Yeah. Yeah. We will see. So that is, that's, and that's probably all of the the TV slash series um, that isn't my wife's addiction to Love Island UK. Oh, good Lord. It's, um, look, if you want to, if you want to lose brain cells, but kind of giggle at people doing it, um, <laughs> it's a legitimate option. It's a stupid uh, show. I'm sure I could find other things to spend my time. Um, TV wise, I made my way through Misfits, so all five seasons of that. Mm. All uh, five. Yes, I got through all five. Oh, I tap out you, at three every time. Yeah, you, you can stop at three. Four and five are not worth the time. 
Uh, even you know, the Christmas special they did at the end of two. If you tap out before that, it's even that's it's fine. okay too. Yep. Yeah, the the Christmas episode just sort of completely changed one of the characters because they had to write him off the show because he the actor was becoming too popular. He How was dare too, he? Yeah, he got other jobs. He's now still Klaus in Umbrella Academy, but so good. He is such a good. I love him. Uh, so I got through all of that. I watched the. <laughs> I will say it this way: I watched the first season of Resident Evil on uh, Netflix, and that came out not long ago. I was about to say that that's I think that's showing up on my you know new recommendations. Yeah, so I, I can't remember how many episodes it is, but I did watch it, and it's already been cancelled. There's no season two, and I can't say I'm disappointed. <laughs> I watched it, but like I mean, the only thing I got out of it, the guy that plays Wesker, so the dad the guy that plays the dad in it. He has done some voice acting for it was he was a part of the voice acting for Batman Unburied, which is the the Spotify story, Bruce Wayne, which was really good, and he played Thomas Wayne in that. So it was really awesome to put a face to that voice, and he's got a really unreal distinctive That's, voice. But that is not a, a highlight for a series. No, no, it's really not. <laughs> so I had to after that. I found myself. Wanting something a bit different. Good. Uh, yeah, let's say good. I I found out that on uh, Amazon Prime, all the black adders are on there. <gasps> There's no bad. There is, no. there is absolutely no bad there. So I watched I watched all of the first season in like a day or two, and I mean, second season's where it's really at with the Queen, but. Yeah, no, I got through all the first season of Blackadder. Uh, and the only other TV I have watched, again on Amazon, is a show that Mark Bernardin and uh, Kevin Smith were, were raving about on their podcast, which is called Reacher. So it's the Jack Reacher. Yep. Uh, well, it's from the books of that. It's... Really good. It's actually yeah. really good. So uh, this guy is basically, you know, the ultimate SAS guy or whatever he, yeah. he is. And he's, yeah. he's, your Tom Cruise from Mission Impossible is your James yeah. Bond. He's, 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 he's I mean, your dude. Yeah, the, he, Tom Cruise did play him in the uh, in the first film, yeah, well, I think. We, we try and forget that. Yeah, look, exactly. But the, the TV show, really good. You know, okay. this guy inadvertently gets caught up in this whole shenanigans going on at the town. And yeah, the way he takes out people and you know, conducts himself is, and the actor is really good too. So that, that does remind me, I need to watch not TV, but similar. You've literally, is it no one or I know the one I haven't seen it. No, is neither have I, but I think I need to. Okay. This reminds me. I'm and I note that. Note that, that down. down. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but that's it for TV for me. Have you been watching any I, movies recently? I, I've watched. I've watched an movie. I think an movie. In the an an movie. Which um, was the an movie? I 
I watch, I mean, when I say a movie, a movie that wasn't Moana or Frozen or Encanto, which is surprisingly good. Um, Yeah, that found its way on here the other night too. Yeah. It's not bad. I mean, we don't talk about Bruno, but um, (laughs) I did enjoy, uh, but I did watch Thor Love and Thunder. Mm -hmm. Thoughts? They they went full. They, they, They... they took it all the way, didn't they? They really did. Um, so there, there are two two points that I want to make from from Thor. So I, I did watch it too. Uh, number one, it is evident from that movie that I have the body of a Greek god because <laughs> <laughs> I'm looking better than Zeus did. Like, and I don't say that very bar. often. <laughs> it, is, it is not a high bar, but uh, Russell. Russell, oh, Russell, Russell. Um, Second thing, and that harps mm-hmm. back to what I was saying about She-Hulk. They mm-hmm. just went like, "It's this is humor done wrong." Like it's just all cheap <sighs> shots at jokes, and it, there was Christian Bale was fantastic, absolutely as Cannot. you know whatever Marilyn Manson archetype he was playing, but. Anytime he wasn't in the scene, it was just going for the the shit giggles. Yeah, I mean, so Thor Ragnarok. I mean, we look at we look at some of the the kind of similar ones. We look at Guardians of the Galaxy. We look at mm-hmm. Thor Ragnarok, and they all had a very humorous element to them that they played on really, really well. Yes. And I feel like. They just took that, dialed it up to 120% and went, well, this worked, so we're going to do more of it. Uh, and, and, you know, like, it, it's kind of that thing like I like a vanilla malt milkshake, but if you put all malt in that, it stops being a vanilla malt milkshake and it also stops being delicious. Um, so they just they just stacked on the malt until it stopped being tasty. Yeah. Look, I think with Ragnarok, with um, Guardians, with Guardians 1 in particular, with Ant-Man, like they, the humor was there, but there was substance to the storyline as well. Mm-hmm. Whereas, I mean, he, there's a God butcher. He's killing gods. You should be in, invested in that story but you weren't that story didn't exist when christian bale wasn't actually there no i I didn't really care Mm. um and i feel like that was if i think about it right so almost to zeus's point and i don't want to give anything russell crowe did credit in this right but he didn't seem to kill anyone of consequence like there was no there was no impact Mm -hmm. to his actions um and i feel like that was the piece that was lost it was like all of a sudden when this guy does what he does this is the the fallout this is the impact we didn't see any of that Mm -hmm. um i think and i think that's kind of the bit it missed that darkness um, and not the darkness because we have got shadow demons who gives a shit um, the darkness because this, what this guy did actually causes 
this terror or this, you know, whatever it is. Um, we didn't see that. And then yeah, it would just, I mean, again, there was an attempt of a story there with Jane. Yep. There was, a, a, but it, it kind of, I don't know, it, it kind of didn't have enough impact. It, yeah, they didn't there wasn't really... enough. Like Jane, and I mean, this is no real spoiler because... Everybody knew it was coming, but Jane went from mighty from Jane to mighty Thor mm-hmm. behind the scene, mm-hmm. and we didn't see it happening. Just all of a sudden, she's there. And I mean, I think that was a, a plan to get like a bit of a you know big reveal kind of deal, but mm. it just yeah, it, there was no she she didn't really seem like they didn't give her enough of an arc. Yeah. And there was a lot of Chris Chris Hemsworth. Yeah. That in itself could have been a storyline or a part of a storyline. But it could have been I mean you you basically like you you look at her and you look at the Christian Bale character of Gore as and you put those two over the top of each other and go, here's how the same, mm-hmm. almost similar situations can deviate and become different people. And I feel like there's, there's kind of the fun story. And then you've just got Chris Hemsworth being a bit goofy in the middle, um, mm-hmm. which is frustrating because he was such a good Thor. Um, and he just kind of got removed to being goofy. Uh, and I feel like almost all of Asgard just got like relegated to goof. Yeah. I mean, I, I, the cameos were were kind of vaguely, sort of amusing, but also too much. Um, with the Matt Damon's and the Sam yeah. Neils and the, but that's been done. It's been done before. Yeah, <laughs> it's just a repeat of the cameo. There was when the advanced screenings started being shown of this film. Mm-hmm. There was one article I read which compared Love and Thunder to being the equivalent of Batman and Robin. <laughs> and so I took it with a grain of salt, but also did not have my hopes very high when I watched it. And as I was watching, I was thinking, there's a lot of substance to that article. <laughs> more, more so than there was in the movie. Yes. Um, <laughs> So, I mean, the problem here is, am I going to watch it again? No, is the moral of the story. Um, I'm I'm vaguely sort of almost interested on Mini Thor. Um, and again, but that didn't have an arc to it. It didn't have no. enough substance. It was kind of thrown in as a, a bit of a, here's an ending. Yeah. Um, so uh, I don't know where that's going to go, but I mean, they obviously need to set up some kind of young Avengers thing mm. that's got to come. Um, but I just, yeah, I, uh, that that's the most interesting thing. And and actually, the the most fun thing out of all of this is how long it will take for the internet to get screaming goat printable files. <laughs> <laughs> that is that is not far away. No, surely not. as as a crisis protocol style character. Yes, <laughs> that's that's what I'm interested in from all of this. Yeah. yeah. If you haven't watched it, 
I mean, I mean, sure. uh, look, it, it, I can think of better uses of your time, but you know, it's, it's, it's one of those things you've got. You've got, you've got to see to look, make your own opinion. Set your expectations exceptionally low, and just ride that wave. Yeah. Um, and you know, it's it's a movie you will have watched it. Yeah. I mean, how good is popcorn? Um, think Look, just a, can yeah. think about that. <laughs> it's on Disney Plus. It's like, you know, it didn't cost me anything technically. This is it. It came out. Um, so I, I got to do it in the comfort of my own home with a bag of Skittles and <laughs> happy days. Yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, look, there's not a lot of thinking involved. Um, Christian Bale does Christian Bale things very well. Um, he always does. It's a yeah, shame. Just, it's a shame it wasn't a film that no. relied on a Christian Bale performance. He, yeah, he was almost out of place in that. Yeah, he he was. It was least like two two different films. Uh, yeah. Anyway, so many things it could have been, but they just dialed dial or tried to dial the comedy up to eleven, and it kind of went to seventeen, mm-hmm. and that was just too much. Take it back. So that that is the the end movie that I watched. That's fair. Uh, I've only watched another two. I, w- I rewatched Dread because fun and games. Like Carl Urban is Dread. Lots of guns, lots of shooting. You know, Lena Headley's in it. It's 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 a bit of fun. Nonstop violence and action. You know, and guns tearing up buildings. Uh, the only other one I did watch too was Prey. I yes, this is the other one I need to watch. Yeah, so I won't go too much into it. Uh, there are two versions. I I usually watch. I don't know if it's because I'm old or because I really like it now, but I watch most of my TV or any of my streaming with subtitles. And I've started yeah. doing. I've started doing. I mean, it was good with Misfits. I did it with Misfits, even though I was watching off Blu-ray, uh, DVD. Sorry, uh, but that really helped with the Cockney accent, so I could understand what the fuck that woman was saying. But with Prey, there's two different ways you can watch it. You can have the normal subtitles, or you can have the Indian subtitles. So, in Native American mm. language. Um, I no. Ooh. Or is it that? Or it, I think actually, I think they filmed it all using the Native American, and then they subtitled language. it. I think so. I think that's the way it is. But uh, I watched it, enjoyed it. I mean, it's a decent predator film. There are definitely non-decent predator films out there. I mean, yeah. I mean, there's one, there's two, and then you can kind of hit and miss. Yeah. Look. Um, yeah, Predators wasn't bad. The Predator, yeah, no. Nah. Um, and then let's just forget about the Alien versus Predator ones. The, Fuck, that was a silly movie. Anyway. Both of them. Um, but the the only thing, it's, the predator, predator in it is very primitive as well. Mm-hmm. Which... I mean, you kind of have to to level the playing field, right? You, yeah, you do. But, um, you know, like I kind of missed and it, it felt like it felt like that was brought back too much simply to okay. 
uh, but that, that was just for me uh, to balance it out, obviously, with the the fact that this is set in the 1400s or whenever it was. But I mean, at one point there, Arnie was just, you know, in a tree with a knife covered in mud. So, you know. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Very true. Very true. But yeah, worth watching. Definitely. Okay. Cool. That's all I got. Yeah, no, that's it. I think there's more on the to watch list than the have watch list. Um, I mean, out of that, the takeaway is a She-Hulk and Sandman. Yes. Moral of the story. The first two episodes of Misfits are always good. Thoroughly recommend. Uh, but that's first two yeah. seasons. That's yeah. what I meant. Yeah, I know. I know that's what you meant. I'm just clarifying for the public. Um, and if they can hurry up and release Blood Bowl three, that'd be great. Yes, <laughs> please. And get these Amazons out. <laughs> oh, fuck me. I don't even want the team. I just want to see the rules. I want to see the rules and then I want to move on to the next team. Yeah, absolutely. Oh, yeah. Can you release Amazon so you can release the next team, please? Yes. That, that's really much. what we're here for now. They are now stepping stone. No, look, I, 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 I like Zons now. I've got an Amazon team that I'm literally not doing anything with until I see the rules and I'll make a decision at that point in time. Yep. And then we'll go from there. All right. Cool. All right. Well, uh, we've talked about painting on October the 7th. Uh, we do have a competition going on Facebook. Uh, just simply comment on a on a Facebook post about a game it's an that easy you would one. like us to play. Yeah, nice and easy. Get yourself into the yeah. draw for a prize back yeah. there. Go in, soggy biscuit, and then you're in. It's great. Yeah, done. Easy. Uh, the only other thing worth promoting the hell out of Thoughtless Ball 3. Absolutely. So uh, is, we are is hyped gonna... and people are starting to get really hyped and they only know the half of it, which is great. They, they don't. Yeah. This is going to be glorious. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm, yeah. I'm super pumped for it. So hopefully we will see some more faces new and old. Mm-hmm. Um but yeah, it's going to be bonkers good. Good, good, way to, good way to finish up the year. That's it. Thoughtless Bowl 3 as advertised on the Bonehead podcast. I know. That was totally a thing. I know. I'm going to have to, cool. post more, I'm going to have to post more shit in the Discord. Yes. <laughs> Speaking of Discord, uh, by all means, jump in ours. We have lots of chatter going on in there, not just about Blood Bowl, other games as well. But there's a yeah. lot of Blood Bowl chatter. It is the. Uh, yeah, especially leading it, up to the thoughtless bowl. It is the flavour, but yeah, other stuff, just hobby, just people painting shit, people just talking, talking rubbish. Mm-hmm. It is, it is a good place with good people. Yes, yes, we like and it. us. Yeah, we're we're there as well. Uh, but that's it from us. Um, give us a follow, Facebook, Spotify, Podbean, Twitch, wherever you heard this from thank you for tuning in uh you can hit the bell like and subscribe <laughs> yes you can give us a, a rating on spotify if you like because that's you can totally now. do that it yeah. is totally a thing mm-hmm. if you do it on apple you could do it you could do it there too apparently that that gets us some some like bonus points in their their google juice that <laughs> the, means algorithms yeah or whatever but anyway that's it yeah We're done. Thanks for listening. Laters. Gotcha.
Jesus. 